Welcome, welcome, welcome to the School of Radiance, the place to be for all things skin, rejuvenation, slowing aging, and becoming our most beautiful radiant selves, all in the process. Healthy skin, radiant skin is actually a byproduct of what's going on in the inside. But of course, we talk all about skincare and rejuvenation options as well. With myself as your expert mentor in these things, with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed and a double board certified static nurse specialist since 2011 and academic researcher. Be sure to hang out with me over at the School of Radiance podcast check out some of my research. And for those of you seeking one-on-one guidance where we can connect just like this, share with me what your skin goals are, what some of your current practices are. And during that time, we will unpack many things that may need some course correction, as well as this is how you receive the customized approach. The customized cake recipe, what to do at home, what to do in clinic, as well as ongoing support is all encompassed in a one-on-one session with me. For those of you who are curious about the icing on the cake, this is where I teach my seven week tutorials. They're recorded live and you are invited to join with your questions and I answer those questions, which is a lot of fun. Or I take you into my restroom and I show you exactly how to use your products from skincare, makeup, hair care, hair growth stimulating options, at home peels for the face and body, as well as getting into more advanced layers like skin cycling with antioxidants, peptides, retinol, hyaluronic acid, all sorts of great things, as well as my tutorials is where I teach my dermal rolling demos and different at home technologies that are incredible for supporting your skin. So join my seven week skincare tutorials. These are also seasonally specific because each season, the skin does require different things as well as there are different things that we might want to approach in the clinic. Now, for those of you who are looking for that cherry on top experience, you've done the skincare work with me, you know how to apply your products, you're looking for those deeper layers. What is radiance? How can we become more radiant? What does the radiant mindset look like? How do we present ourselves? How do we talk? How do we communicate? How do we really cultivate a beautiful radiant life with ourselves, our loved ones, our family members, and of course, our professional colleagues? The deep-rooted why behind wanting to become our most beautiful selves is to enhance our confidence. And from that, we also have the opportunity to then create a greater community with other like-minded individuals with shared values. In the School of Radiance membership, I teach you how to be in this specific energy to be like a magnet for other people that are also operating in a radiant way. There are lots of us and you are warmly invited to join the club. I really look forward to connecting with many of you, seeing you in a one-on-one session, in my skincare tutorials, and of course, the School of Radiance membership. Tune in for regular episodes on the School of Radiance podcast. If you have any questions, you're curious about which option is right for you, you are warmly invited to email me directly at info at theschoolofradiance.com. And don't forget to check out my free 30-minute training all on skin and biohacking and some of the research to help support slowing aging and get better skin from the inside out. Have a great day and I look forward to connecting with you very soon.
Welcome to the Rachel Varga Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts, and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome everyone to today's episode on the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, a humble human on a mission to help you get the best skin of your life and live your most beautiful, radiant life possible. In today's episode, we have a returning guest and we are going to be discussing engineering our beauty, our best beautiful life, living our best lives, and of course, living pain-free. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. We have Jane Hogan coming back on the show. She is known as the wellness engineer. And why don't we, you know, think about this episode as the wellness and beauty engineer episode. Jane Hogan blends science and spirituality, of course, perfect fit for the show, to help people release chronic pain using the mind, body, and breath so they can become empowered creators of their own health. Her personal experience of reversing crippling rheumatoid arthritis using natural solutions inspired her to leave a 30-year engineering career and become a functional medicine certified health coach, certified yoga teacher, and wellness educator. Combining ancient wisdom with leading-edge science, Jane's Wellness by Design Blueprint has helped thousands of people release chronic pain naturally. She is the host of the Wellness by Design podcast, which I have been on before as well, so check out our episodes. And her empowering message has been featured on numerous podcasts and summits. She has been published in Thrive Global and Elephant Journal magazines. It is wonderful to have you back on the show. Jane, how are you today? Thank you, Rachel. I'm so happy to be here. I just love what you do. I love your show. So just it's an honor. So thanks very much for having me. Yeah, it's great to connect. And Jane and I are both fellow Canadians and we're Mm -hmm outdoorsy we live our best lives in nature and and all of that so Jane tell us a little bit about yourself your story and what does it mean to be the wellness engineer my story well I was an engineer for 30 years and back in 2016 I was like strong vibrant healthy athletic woman turned 50 and I thought 50 was fabulous and a few weeks later, I started getting this migrating joint pain. I just come through like a really stressful year. My mother had died. I was grieving. I had to deal with the house and my parents were collectors and the family and all those things. And so I started getting this joint pain on me like really bad very quickly. I'd have to put my arm in a sling, you know, and I thought this is weird. And I, but I knew it had something to do with the stress because it was just the timing of it was so close. And um, so I thought, okay, I just need to get past this stressful time, get the house sold and take some time off work and I'll be okay. But I wasn't, I got worse. And within about three months, I was nearly disabled. So Rachel, I could hardly walk. I had so much inflammation in my knees, my feet hurt. I couldn't like squeeze shampoo out of the bottle and I got stuck in the bathroom because I couldn't turn the handle. And I was just like, uh, I didn't know. I felt like my life was out of control and I was really afraid for the future. 
because I was coming up to my freedom years. My husband and I were looking forward to traveling and doing all this. And I was like, I, I'm not going to be able to do anything. And I was just like, what has my life come to? And in one of these like rock bottom moments, I know you're going to get this and hopefully your audience too, but I felt like my soul spoke to me or someone spoke to me, but I felt like I got a message that said, you're not meant to be in pain. Your life isn't meant to turn out like this. You're going to figure it out and you're going to show other people as well. And so I'm like, okay, I, I just... I knew this was a truth. You know, when you hear something like that, you know, it's a truth. I didn't know how it was going to happen. And I, I really didn't know what to do next, but I was really lucky. My family doctor, uh, she's conventionally trained, but she said sometimes food can uh, cause joint pain. So I did what she said. I cut out gluten and dairy, and I also cut out sugar, cold turkey, and I had a big reduction in pain in just five days. And that kind of led me down a whole path of using food as medicine and then lifestyle. And I would get better and then I would plateau and I'd get a little bit better and i plateau again. And about two years into it, I really realized how much inner work I had to do and that the inner work you know, the mind, body, soul kind of work was really what I had to do to finally reverse the pain. So I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis along the way, never took any meds, reversed the symptoms. And um, honestly, I feel like it was all a big gift now. And it brought me to where I am today. Everything was actually perfect. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be speaking to you right now if I hadn't gone on this path. Oh, that's beautiful. And it's oftentimes through our biggest struggles that we have our greatest aha moments mm -hmm. and lessons learned, no matter how tough they might be in the moment. Yeah. And you said some things that were, you know, very striking to me. So the fact that stress and grief lead to things like high cortisol impacts your hormones to the yeah. effect of your collagen and elastin will shift because your estrogen will shift and yeah. also being more inflamed because of that. So that when you're experiencing stress and grief, yeah, your, your body, your epigenetics, the way that your cells, your skin cells present themselves will not be as optimal. So even mm -hmm. while we're living stress through stressful situations, we really do always need to make sure that we are coming back to center and acknowledging the needs of our body, mind, spirit, and energy, our needs, not just those around us. It's very important that we put our oxygen mask on first. Mm -hmm. And when you mention things like rheumatoid arthritis, I just finished, uh, I just published it went through the peer review process going to be published this month, an article for the journal of aesthetic nursing, which is a UK medical journal and discussing my treatment algorithm for clients for safer and more optimal outcomes. And when you mentioned rheumatoid arthritis, that's considered an autoimmune condition, yes. but you were able to overcome that. So in, in your case, it sounds like you were experiencing that because of inflammation. And in my paper, I'm, sharing, preaching from the mountaintops to all aesthetic providers who will care to listen to give their clients the best care possible to not treat clients with things like rheumatoid arthritis, like autoimmune conditions that are 
visibly showing signs of inflammation with things, especially like dermal fillers, because those are the ones that are going to have very unusual side effects or not have the best outcomes with, you know, skin treatments, laser treatments, injectables, surgery, because their body isn't going to be able to manage that little uptick of additional healing into their toxic bucket. So we're talking about beauty and pain and rejuvenation and inflammation. This is kind of how it's all connected. If you're wanting to seek out improving your skin, you have to start with doing the inside stuff first. You can't just show up to somebody to do it for you and, you know, book a rejuvenation appointment and, you know, boom, 30 minutes later, you're a new person. No, there's a lot of prep work before doing rejuvenation. Do you have anything to add to that? I think you're so right that we go, we think that the solutions are with other people and they can fix it. But if we're kind of on the inside, you know, not loving ourselves or feeling crappy about ourselves or have this negative self-talk going on or not looking after ourselves and putting everyone else's needs first, then we we're sending a message that we're not worth it anyway. I don't, I, don't, I feel like anything externally done is not going to stick, right? Because we, we don't have that, that loving part of us going inside. So yeah, I think really look at what are your thoughts all the time? How do you feel about yourself? For, for myself, I, I realized that, um, even though this was like a stressful event that was a tipping point, but really my whole life, I was a people pleaser and I was a perfectionist and I was putting everyone else first. And of course that comes from a feeling of, I got to do more to be liked. I'm not good enough as I am now. And so where does, why is that? Because we are all good and perfect just as we are, but we've gotten to this habit. And I think it's part of our society of sort of not feeling good about ourselves or feeling like it's, it's not polite uh, to be, you know, as Canadians, we're so polite, right? It's not polite to be selfish or to look after ourselves first. We should look after other people. So I think kind of examining some of that, what are your thoughts? How do you feel about yourself? Do you talk, talk to yourself in a loving kind of way? Because when that when that love is inside of us, it radiates out, out of us as well in health, in our skin, in our beauty, all of that. Absolutely. Love that. We do have to check our thoughts. Check yourself, you guys, every now and again. <laughs> check yourself. How are you starting your day? Are you starting your day scrolling social media, learning about the woes of the world? Are you starting your day with comparing yourself to others? Or are you starting your day with a nice cup of mold-free coffee, a little bit of yoga, stretching, reading a daily devotional, taking a nice healing bath and do taking time and being a little bit slower with your self-care morning ritual, putting on your makeup, mm. doing your hair. Are you making it a nice experience or are you just like rushing through to get it done to get to the next thing? And that's one thing that I've really learned uh, as a way to reduce my inflammation and stress in my life is to not be in such a darn hurry all the time. It's just yes. to slow the heck down. And two years ago, I never dreamt that I would be living this life. As we were saying before, I had invested in and participated in quite a bit of like media training. It was kind of like that Jet Set lifestyle. I was going here, I was teaching there, I was presenting here, you know, slated to be on these big shows. And then our world's changed. And I couldn't have imagined it turning out even 
I never would have thought that it would turn out like this and I'd actually be so happy with a little bit more of a slower drama free peaceful mm -hmm. type of of life and we're kind of programmed to live a certain way to have a certain story behind us it's so funny I'll sometimes watch a couple shows on Netflix and when people interact they say things like oh how are you doing and they're like oh yeah I'm busy you know works this 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 <laughs> Notice those who say they're busy and notice those who say other things when, you know, that busy badge of honor. Do you notice this with your clients, like your subset of clients that are yeah. the most healthiest, radiant clients? When you ask them, how are they doing? How do they typically respond? And what's the contrast you're seeing? Yeah, I see this all the time. I see that the people that are, I usually start off with my clients when I start a session, like what's gone well for you? since we last met. And uh, when they start off sort of positive and what's gone, they really focus on those. And I try that I, you know, intentionally I'm starting with the positive. If they can kind of really see the things that have been going well for them, then I know, okay, they, they're doing better. They're on a better path. But the ones that um, start off like they'll, oh, well, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, even though I've asked what's gone well, they'll flip into what's not gone well. And then I know, okay, we've got some work to do here to get them thinking again on focusing on, on positive things. And it really does make a difference. I mean, it sounds a bit cliche, but it really does make a difference. Okay. So you answered my question. It was kind of a trick question. I love asking <laughs> people on the show, to respond to what are your most radiant clients doing? And some people get this and some people it just kind of like goes right over their head and they don't really get it. The reason you get it is because you're a radiant woman. <laughs> <laughs> so when we feel into what is radiance living optimally, it's like, look at Jane. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, make sure you subscribe, by the way, like, comment, share this episode, subscribe to the podcast. But when you look at a woman like Jane, there's a clarity and a kindness behind her eyes. Aww. She looks healthy. She doesn't look inflamed. And I'm, I know that you probably are kind of going to pick up on what I'm talking about. But sometimes, especially in the skin and rejuvenation space, I'll go on YouTube and I'll see these people talking about this product and that product that you can get on the shelves that are actually pretty toxic. And they actually seem like pretty darn low vibe people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, why would I possibly want to take any advice from this person who is like talking about kind of like weird, dark current event references. It's very interesting. And if you have gone down the rabbit hole on YouTube, looking at all these influencers, that have millions of subscribers, it's kind of all the, the same aside from like a couple. And I'm sure that you see this in the health and wellness space also with speakers. It's like, okay, I, I actually want to know what they're doing to live their best life. And this person, maybe I don't want to, you know, consume content from them. And so summits, for example, are a really great way to expose yourself to people that are kind of on that same vibration and wavelength as you. Do you find that some of your most radiant and vibrant clients, those are really taking charge over their health, are they attending things like summits? And what do you like about them? I know you have one right now. What's your thoughts on summits and how they could really help us right now? Well, yeah, I, I really do see that the... 
um, clients that are educating themselves and trying to learn more about health and wellness, it makes a difference, right? Because their beliefs are shifting. We, like, we've got a lot of beliefs to overcome uh, from our childhood and growing up in our society on what it, what healthcare means. Like our, our, our whole system is really ill care or sick care, not really healthcare. Um, so yeah, I definitely see it. I know for me, summits changed my life because I learned so much about how I could become empowered in my health from, from summits, from these health summits. So yeah, they're totally life-changing. If you, you imagine you've got someone who in 30, 40 minutes is sharing their life's work with you, you're, you're getting that like condensed down into such a short period of time. So yeah, amazing. And yeah, I've got a summit coming up called, it's called Becoming Pain-Free, Healing the Root Causes of Chronic Pain. And I'm in, I interviewed 48 experts in all different aspects of becoming pain-free. Some doctors, some um, some chiropractors, some naturopaths, some uh, some people that are into like sound therapy and other alternative therapies, health coaches, all kinds of people. And it, it's just been an amazing experience. And I'm so excited to share this with the world. Absolutely. And all of you tuning in here, you can actually register for Jane Hogan's summit in the description of this episode. I'm also going to share it on my events page at rachelvarga.ca slash events. That's where I basically showcase all of my favorite summits and resources, things I've been on, but also, for example, resources like this. I mean, I'm a trained nurse. One of my prerogatives is to share resources with the communities. And I find that summits are a really great way to get access to some of the world's best teachers, healers, and speakers mm -hmm. um, in the niche you're looking for learning more about. So for example, pain, 100%, I truly believe that in order to slow cellular aging, get the best skin of your life, reduce pain, it's kind of all in the, through the lens and through the lifestyle of becoming less toxic and becoming less inflamed. It's actually really simple. If say yeah. you're dealing with some type of chronic thing, I mean, of course, this is medical advice, educational information only think you have a medical condition, you must consult with a licensed physician uh, before making any lifestyle modifications. But a lot of practitioners are not going to get into the details on how really to go about doing that. So I'm very happy to hear that actually your Western trained physician spoke to you about nutrition and that some foods might actually be inflammatory. But unfortunately, in our model, practitioners surely want to discuss that with everyone, but they just simply don't have time within the model that we're working with. So sometimes paying for that uh, session with you know, privately with an integrative practitioner, a functional practitioner can actually be a really good use of your time and money. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really bad free information out there. A lot of these summits that we're talking about are actually free. And then there's different upgrades that you can purchase to get this resource, that resource, savings here, there, and everywhere. And uh, so just wanted to clear that up. And I wanted to get into your insights on biohacking. What are some of the things that you've done to improve your pain with biohacking? I will 
quickly add to the pain discussion here that I've actually worked with some pretty incredible lasers and actually had a medical doctor come to see me as a, a patient. And I performed a specific YAG laser on her hands for, um, f- for arthritic pain in her joints. So there's some really wonderful uh, types of technology on the market. Book a one-on-one session with me. I'll be a little bit more forthcoming about like the specific names of these lasers because not all lasers are created equally. But there are lasers out there that are able to be used with certain settings and wavelengths and parameters to elicit collagen and elastin and Mm -hmm. tissue remodeling and glassier, smoother skin, helping to, you know, thicken up the skin around the eyelids, take care of lip lines without injectables, reduce pore size, pigmentation. And then if we take that same laser and just tweak the parameters of the energy that's coming out of the device, we can actually uh, promote healing and blood flow and reduce pain, which is pretty cool. So there, there are some like tech available um, to address pain, but also what are your thoughts on biohacking for <laughs> reducing pain and also reducing inflammation and helping you feel and look your best? You know, one of the first podcasts I ever listened to was Dave Asprey. And I know you've been a guest on his show and he's, you know, probably he coined the term biohacking, right? So right from the start, I was into biohacking and and the things that Dave was talking about and learning different things, you know, like about the vibration plate, for example, you know, that's that's a biohacking device. I, I do cold water dips. I'm going to give myself a challenge this year. And I live in Newfoundland, so the water is cold. Uh, I've gone every single week. So cold water therapy is another thing I find really helpful. It's a biohacking. I turn the shower to cold when I have showers. So that's a, that's another thing. I It is the mold cough, mold-free coffee with the uh, collagen and... Um, and the uh, MCT oil and the grass-fed butter biohacking. I don't. I I I do that every day. So maybe that's one. But yeah, I think, you know, one thing I learned is that our cells are responding to the environment that we're in. Every single cell in our body is responding to the environment, and the environment includes, you know, what we're eating, what we're breathing, what what's touching our skin, and but also our thoughts and feelings. So. Anything we can do to to hack that environment to make it an, an environment that's more supportive for ourselves is going to help us. So yeah, I'm into anything that's going to help and anything that we can do to change that environment, make it a supportive environment, I'm into. <laughs> I love it when I hop on a one-on-one call with a client and I get a very clear sense within the first like two, three minutes of connecting where they are on the biohacking spectrum. Are they a newbie? Are they sort of intermediate or are they advanced? And it's really fun when I get to connect with the advanced biohackers. Boy, do we nerd out, especially (laughs) with my gentleman clients. I love nerding out on this stuff and like swapping notes Mm. and all this, all this stuff. Um, I will definitely echo that biohacking for me, I was doing it before I actually met Dave a number of years ago because hobby's a pro athlete. So we've been using red light therapy, Uh, cold exposure and all sorts of other things as well. Mm -hmm. Muscle testing, um, homeopathy, things like that. And go ahead. (laughs) 
Well, I, I was going to mention, I do light, light therapy as well. I just got this little handheld device that does different colored lights. But you mentioned muscle testing. And one of the people I interviewed for the summit was Dr. Bruce Lipton. And uh, you've probably heard of him. A lot of people have heard of him. But he gave I've actually seen live, which was quite fabulous. Oh, he is I'm so- I'm a huge Hay House author fan. He's Bruce so Greg Braden, Joe Dispenza, all those yeah, cool people. All of them. So good. But he gave the best description of muscle testing and what the mechanism behind it that I've ever heard. So if you tune into the summit, you'll have to pay attention to what Dr. Bruce Lipton said about muscle testing. I love it. So when we're talking about muscle testing, it's like, what the heck is that? I'll kind of explain in a moment here. Uh, but but for pain, I really find that uh, for me getting over, over acute headaches, acute whiplash pain, ribs, hip issues, like I was in a lot of pain daily and I really didn't want to go down the pharmaceutical route because there are, you know, downstream consequences to your liver, to your kidneys when you're on certain things. They actually should be on blood work to monitor. And I thought to myself, you know what, I can do this, I can be a little bit of a badass, and I'm going to learn to regulate this, and I can be stubborn, and I'm just gonna do it. And I had my dear husband um, as kind of like my best cheerleader. It's like, have you done this today? Have you done that today? And then I'll be like, have you dermal rolled lately? Are you wearing your sense? It's quite funny, our banter. Um, <laughs> but cold therapy was everything for me. And you start with like, 10 seconds, 30 seconds a minute. And then you get up to like, I would get up to about nine, sometimes even 10 or 11 minutes up to my jawline, either in the ocean and it's freaking freezing out here. The yeah. ocean temperature is like six to eight degrees here all year round. It's not warm. And so I did that. You know, we have a trough in, in our yard, getting in free flowing water, structured water, beautiful. Um, I drink it with my life straw, beautiful. And that's a really great way to regulate your nervous system. And especially when things happen in the world, like little blips, little stressors, you won't be as reactive, I find, when you have learned the skill of harnessing your breath, your thoughts, and your body when you are exposed to cold. I think that if you can learn this, yeah. you are going to not be as um, inflammatory in your responses with others. When you experience stressful situations, you'll be a little bit more centered, obviously purifying our environments are key. So I've been preaching from the mountaintops. I'd have a free guide on this at rachelvarga.ca forward slash slow aging with tips for clarifying your air, water, light, and energy in your home and your workspace. Cause we have to basically yeah. There's no point like doing all this expensive biohacking, cell trainer, sauna, arc machine, hit therapy, lymphatic drainage, uh, nano V, the stuff can get expensive. So start with the basics. And when we're talking about energetics and all of that um, in and around ourselves, um, I will remind you all that our universe is made up of about 70 to 80% space. This is called dark matter. And this was discovered in like the late 80s or 90s. And everything is connected. Higgs boson field. It's like when you look at this field as been, it's basically been visualized through LHC and CERN. Everything is connected through like this neural web. Bruce Lipton, Greg Brayden, Joe Dispenza, they talk about this all the time. Yeah. 
But how are you optimizing the space in between in your body, mind, spirit, energy, and in your home life? Because I think that's like, that's actually what makes up the most of us is this space. So it's this energy, it's a coherence, mm-hmm. heart brain connection, heart math. Are you, what are you doing? Breath work helps. <laughs> yeah. Brett, uh, what am I doing? So yeah, what am I doing? I, well, I do a lot with breath work and uh, you mentioned earlier about the mornings and to me, the mornings are so important for the rest of the day. So how I start my day, I, I sort of fill up my cup in the morning with my meditation. I do, I do yoga. I mean, do whatever, whatever you like, but I love yoga and uh, I do my journaling and I have my, my, uh, my coffee that I love. And I just really get my mind in a good state where I'm feeling, I'm feeling the love, right? I just fill myself up with love and excitement and joy. And then that helps me throughout the day. Now, of course, I'm like everyone else. My days are up and down and sometimes I got to stop and like, okay, I got to come back again. But you're really right about the uh, cold therapy because uh, now when I first started cold therapy, I just used to like run in and just run out again. But after a while, I started slowing down and going, okay, breathe. And you cannot think about anything else when you're in cold water like that, except focus on the breath, just breathe. And that skill, you're so right, Rachel, that skill helps you when there's other situations in life that start to trigger you and get you, you know, get you going again. You can always like, I'm, I'm safe inside my body. Like I'm, I'm good here. I'm not, you can create that vibration in, in your space so that it's almost like you can create your own little protective bubble. Not that we need protection, but a a bubble of good vibes around you. So that again, coming back to the environment that our cells are in, (laughs) it's going to help our cells if we're in this good vibe kind of bubble. I actually do think we need protection in a big way. Um, Whether that is spiritual, energetic. I'm always a huge fan of, you know, calling in your higher, uh, your higher self, your creator, source, what have you. I think that when we're getting back to that space in between, I think that there are a lot of resources that some of us are aware of and we tune into and utilize all the time. And others, they're just kind of totally oblivious to it. And it's something that really helps me. One of the things that I really do want to talk about is uh, what you mentioned about breath work and cold therapy. It's very grounding and it allows you to be in the present. There's really no point focusing on five minutes ago or five minutes from now. It's be in the present. So, for example, I did like an 8, 10K hike yesterday on like a pretty treacherous trail and you're constantly looking down where you're walking, if you are thinking about something else, you're going to slip and like twist your ankle and fall and like really help yourself. And there's no rescue out there. There's no, there's no cell phone reception. If you need to get help, you're maybe going to be waiting until the next day and spending the night in cold temperatures, risk of hypothermia. Like this is, this is my life. It's very exciting. Um, (laughs) But feeling safe, I think is something that can be helpful for reducing stress, uh, anxiety. And that's something I've learned about myself. It's to, you know, be prepared 
for certain things that allows me to have a little bit more control over what's going on. Uh, that can look like all sorts of things in everyone's life from setting up an earthquake kit in your home to, you know, kitting out your vehicle with everything you need to get yourself out of a pickle if you need to, or to help other people. Or also um, limiting when we're talking about like protection I think that if we do want to live our best lives, we have to be as minimally interfered with as possible. And one of the reasons I deleted Instagram in March was because I really started to pick up on some pretty significant, this is just my feeling and intuition on this, some pretty significant AI interference and electromagnetics. Now, not everybody is as sensitive to electromagnetics as others. Um, WHO, Posh, they had on their website a couple of years ago that about 15% of the population was uh, electromagnetically hypersensitive. So when I'm talking about how can we optimize the space between, I think that this is a big part of it and to be aware of and start to really limit your exposure to social media because there's all these algorithms trying to get you to buy stuff you don't need to get you to think a certain way on certain things. It's just, it's theater right now. Yeah. And I think if we want to live pain-free, we really have to learn to manage our stress and manage our triggers that are going to put us in that high beta state, which is then going to have that cortisol and inflammatory cascade. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that you like to do, Jane, to live pain-free? You know, I think big part of it is awareness of your thoughts and and your action. Like, what are you doing? You, you mentioned that about you know, social media, if you're going on social media first thing in the morning, right away, you're either getting some bad news or you're looking at what looks like someone else's perfect life. And then you're already thinking, look how good that is. I, it, you know, so just like decide to limit yourself on those kinds of influences. You're, you're right about them kind of letting them interfere with, with you. So I think noticing, noticing your thoughts, noticing your actions, becoming aware of, of why do you do things? Why do you do that? If you are someone that like starts your day first thing in the morning, looking at why is it you do that? And do you need to do that? And what habits can you create so that you're not going to do that? Maybe it means your phone goes in a drawer or something like that. So you don't see it. Um, or, and maybe you just like tell yourself, you make a promise to yourself. I'm not going to look at it until you know, later in the day and create these new habits. So, I mean, th those things are important. Just how you start your day is pretty critical. Um, so thoughts and also noticing feelings. So noticing where are you feeling things? Like if you do get triggered, where are you feeling that in your body? Because it's kind of telling you an area of your body. I, I see this as you need to pay attention to it. So uh, I don't know how familiar your audience is with like our energy system, the chakra system. Uh, but there's one, the solar plexus right here. For me, it was one I was always feeling tight there. And that was where I felt like triggers all the time. That's her power center, right? So I was noticing that I was clenching there a lot. So paying attention to what you're feeling in your body. And then, well, what would you do about it? You can, uh, you, you want to energize it. So one way to do that is kind of imagine that you're breathing into it and eat. You can even breathe and push that area out and in as you're breathing. It's really, it's a tricky one to control. Um, 
probably because it's, you know, <laughs> that's one of the hard ones for all of us. It's that power center. It's our mental center. So that's something I, that I find really helpful, Rachel, is noticing where am I feeling things in my body? And then those are calling my attention and just noticing what, what's triggering me. Because whatever's triggering me, if someone, you know, if I find I'm having a certain reaction when with a certain person or when somebody says something, it's really just uh, a reflection for me to see where I need to create a little bit more freedom in my life. So if those things are triggering, I'm not free on these things. So if someone, you know, if someone says something and it makes me feel, uh, or I think it makes me feel small, well, then it's, well, it's not really that. It's what is it in me that created that? So deal with that, figure that out and work with that. So I think every, every time we have these encounters, they're just beautiful opportunities to show us where we can create a little bit more freedom in our lives. Absolutely. Movement, not being stagnant. And as you were mentioning that, I noticed that I really love having, you know, red lighting on me throughout the day while I work. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the root chakra is represented by red. Correct. Yes. And I've had to work on in my upper chakras but to make sure I'm staying grounded <laughs> and I heard it at the time how do I stay grounded how do I stay grounded centered balanced and aligned so I find that red light therapy helps me getting in nature to mm-hmm. be grounded not get you know swept away in the theater of the world and yes um noticing your triggers especially in today's um kind of programming and programs if you will that are being presented to us to consume but notice what you're being triggered by so i was getting triggered by social media in a big way and you know being in canada things have been pretty interesting here Mm -hmm. i'll just leave it at that Uh, but yeah keep your phone i keep my phone in a faraday cage the no choice blackout pouch you can actually get some of my favorite emf options on my favorites page at rachelvarga.ca slash favorites and i was actually just looking at some of my statistics and i'm on my phone now for a total of about 45 minutes a day and before it was like eight to nine hours a day. I just like have it beside me and check out while I'm doing emails. It's such a huge time suck. You're never going to get that time back. Yeah. And also the pickups. I'm noticing also on my screen time and pickups how many times I'm picking up my phone. So mm-hmm. our phone isn't our best friend. Our phone it's is not. like a device that's actually making you kind of sicker and totally messing with your blood, um, contributing to things like pain because your blood isn't circulating as well. So if you want to reduce your pain, you got to look at the electromagnetics. This is like, I think the next thing that's going to be, we're going to look back on this time that, you know, electromagnetics was just as bad as smoking. Do you feel that way as well? Yes. Yes. I think, Definitely. It's, you know, they are giving, they're, they're, they radiate, right? They're constantly radiating. So I love that you got that uh, case there. So we are energetic beings. There's no way it doesn't have an effect on us. So definitely. And it's also the psychological effect. Like I, I notice it sometimes too. I, I'll, I'm grabbing my phone and I'm open it up and I, I, I didn't even realize I did it. So I think just having it around, it creates that habit. And, um, yeah, so I really 
I notice I notice that it can be can become a habit with me. So I know other people. You see them, it it's they can't put it down. They can't like they're always opening their phone. So it's not not good for us. And the whole email thing, I thought about this the other day. We used to get we used to get mail delivered once a day. So once a day you went and you know, maybe checked your mail, wondered, is there a bill? That kind of thing. <laughs> with email, it's constant. So we're constantly getting this stressor coming into our life. So I don't know. When I spoke to all these different experts for the summit, Rachel, it seemed like there was two big classifications of of uh, the root causes of pain, and one is uh, one is um, toxins, right? So that could be, you know, EMFs. It could be food, chem- chemicals. You know, all these other air, something in the air. So toxins, and then the other big category is. Uh, stress or our perceptions of stress, like how we perceive stress. So it could be traumas and it could be all kinds of other things. But these two things are kind of the big categories that lead to inflammation, which then is most pain starts with inflammation first. So yeah, it's kind of like, all right, we've got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of new stressors and a lot of new toxins in our world now that well, we're seeing it, right? There's more people that are sick. There's, It's 25% of Canadians over the age of 13 have chronic pain. How crazy is that? Yeah, it's pretty bonkers. I mean, where I live, they're like spraying for these gypsy moths and they've been spraying... My apologies, everyone. We just have some technical difficulties there. Perhaps I know you can't see me. Um, perhaps we were saying some things that we weren't supposed to say. <laughs> my laptop just completely shut down. That's actually never happened in my many years of live streaming. Jane, do you have any closing words for our fascinating conversation? I look forward to having you back on the show again. How can people work with you? How can people spend time with you? Everyone register for Jane's summit in the description of this episode. But do you have any closing words for our session today? I just like to come back to that whole thing of beauty, your skin, 
radiance, health all starts from within and it really starts with um, our thoughts and our feelings about ourselves. So start with that. And, you know, when we create that loving feeling from within us, we are healthier, we are stronger, we look, we are more vibrant, we are uh, more beautiful. And then we send that out to the world as well. So yeah, just start with loving yourself. It's not, it sounds so corny, but it's absolutely the best place to start. And if you want to reach me, you can find me on uh, my website's Jane Hogan Health. You can find me on social media at Jane Hogan Health YouTube and my Wellness by Design podcast. So thanks, Rachel, so much. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for joining us here on the show today. And have an amazing rest of your day. Everyone be sure to learn more about Jane and join her pain-free summit. This is a free event. The link is below to join. And have an, a beautiful, radiant day, everyone. And just continue to live your best lives. <laughs>